Hey everyone, Jmark here. Our Patreon is now live at patreon.com slash weareheroes. Please go ahead and check it out. If you support us during the first month, we will send you a signed gift as thanks in the mail. We have plenty of different tiers, so be sure to check them out. But honestly, just donating $5 a month would already make a huge difference for us. So please be sure to do that and... Huh. <clears throat> Sorry, someone sent me this file and a note that says upload. Hmm. I guess I guess I'll upload. Yeah. Oh, who wants me to read this? Madness is not found without. It is not a being that rises from below the surface or falls from the skies above. When fear takes hold, it is a response to outside stimuli. The world may be dark and there may be pain, but the madness, it comes from within. fuck hello hello oh thank god can you help me i can't see I, I can't see either who are you hey shut up I'm trying to sleep Manny! yeah i wait mitch what are you doing in my house open your eyes we're not in your house okay uh, wait what's going on you guys fucking with me okay guys i'm really not guys oh fuck kevin kev uh, the last thing I remember is BlurredCon. I mean, didn't we just do a live show? Uh, you did. Uh, I filmed it. Who is this now? Oh, it's, it's Hezekiah. Wait, Doria? Is that you? Yes. Why am I... Wait, Manny, Hezzy, BlurredCon. Aren't you those podcasters? You play D&D, right? Yeah, that's us. You, uh, you were at our live show. Yes, I was. Is this what you guys do for some sick kicks? You take fans and lock them up in the Whoa, dark? Whoa, no. We don't know what's going on. We kind of just... Is that music? Yeah, what is that? Sounds like, uh, sounds like jazz? Ah, shit, turn the light off, bro. Fuck, Christ. 
Excuse me, could you turn the light down, please? If I get out of here, you are so punched. Guys, what is he doing? Standing there. Say something to him. I'm not saying a thing to him. Yeah. I think we should- Oh my god, excuse me. Hey, buddy, with the mask and the top hat and giving me real tuxedo man circa Sailor Moon 1990s vibes. What the fuck? Oh, hey, what the hell are you doing? I get it. Okay, you guys are pulling some sick prank, shoving me in an escape room type bullshit, but I'm not here for it. Hey, buddy, wanna untie us so I can kick your ass? Whoa! Oh my god. What? What? The hell? Oh my god. Oh. Oh my god. What is. Hello. <coughs> hello. 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 Hey. La 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 la. <coughs> hello there. Uh, do you all understand me? Oh. Oh dear. Am I speaking. No, I believe I am speaking in your native tongue. This is problematic. Excuse me. Yes, you there. Mitch, correct? Do you understand me? Right? Okay. It would seem that shock has set in. That is not ideal. I would really rather not do this all again. But it would seem I have... What the hell? Oh, Manuel, excellent. You do speak. Hello there. Who the fuck are... <laughs> Oh no, this simply will not do, I. That is much, much better. Okay, I just need to take my seat here at the head of the table and. There! Now then, I am sure you all have a lot of questions, which is fair, but we should really get through introductions first, don't you think? Excellent! I'll take your silence as a yes. Now then, my name is... And... Ah, I see. It would seem that you do not understand that, do you? Hmm. Ah! You all can call me Edmund. Yes, Edmund. And I am quite familiar with all of you. I see we have here Mitch and Hezekiah. I, I see you, Kevin, and Manuel, and Jay. Hmm. That is... You, madame, should be Jay Mark, but you do not seem to be. Uh, who are you? <gasps> you fucking asshole. This kiss, that is quite rude. Uh, if you would... I would like to know your name, or I could take away your mouth again if you prefer I do Doria. That. Hmm? Doria Marshall. I'm Doria Marshall. <coughs> I, uh, well then, I work with Jane quite odd that you are here in his stead. Are, are you at all associated with Tabletop for the End of the World? Yeah, I mean, I listen to it, but I and don't... No matter. And what of you all? <laughs> <sighs> You son of a... Uh, yeah, we're... Mm, yeah, we're too few. We're too few. Who are you? Hmm? Oh, Mitch, yes. I am... A fan. A fan of... What? Your podcast, of course. The quaint little show you produce with the dungeons and the dragons and apocalypse and capitalism and all of that lovely uh, stuff. Oh, well, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we'd really appreciate your Guys, 
not the issue right now. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So, what do you think of Vert? Kevin! Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> Never acted before. It just seemed like a good time to ask for some pointers and, you know. Now, 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 everyone, there is no need to be so rude. It was a, it was an honest question. Uh, and to tell you the truth, Kevin, I love that. And Torin and Twilight and all of Mitch's little NPCs. It's all rather amazing. You all created an entire world. But not only that, you get to interact directly with it. Yeah, great. Anyone can do it. Edmund. Yes, yes, that's correct, Edmund. And I know, uh, that is why I've brought you all here today. To tell them you love their show? Hmm? Oh, no, don't be silly, Doria. I brought everyone here to play with me. Is this... I... what? You want us to play tabletop with you? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I so enjoy listening in and watching you all play your little game. And I thought, why not get in on the fun? And so we've got a table and some chairs and character sheets and all sorts of other toys. Oh, wait, hold on. We don't even know who you are or how we got here. We can't honestly, you can't honestly just expect us oh, to... Oh, pish posh. Of course you know who I am. I'm Edmund. Now, I believe the role I'll play, uh, the title you use on your little show is Dungeon Daddy. Well, for this, I am your keeper. I just don't see how you could expect us oh, to... Oh, come now, live a little. Seize this moment. We are going to play this. This tabletop game is called Call of... <laughs> that is certainly not his name. You all realize that, don't you? Though I suppose you wouldn't be able to pronounce his real name, so we'll go with it. Uh, yes, we are going to be playing Call of Cthulhu together. Nope. I'm out. Untie me. I know I've been saying I want to play, but this is not what I had in mind. People, people, why the rush? And quite honestly, where do you expect to go? Hmm? Here, I will untie you. You're free to go. Good. I'm out. Manny, are you coming? Yes. I'm going with you. I'm not wasting any more time with this nonsense. Top hat wearing, tailcoat, tentacle porn cane carrying bull. I can't believe he thought he could just hold us hostage. And we are back here. Did you get turned around? You have been gone for quite some time. Uh, Mitch and Kevin here have already made the characters. Hello, Governor. Sean Nanigan's my name. Detective Constable McKay at your service. What the fuck? No, we are not doing this. I'm going this way. Ah, shit. Welcome back. As you can see, Hezekiah and Doria have joined in on the fun. Isn't that right? Tentatively, but yes, I'm playing Harry Adderley. And me name's Poiky Chinstrap, pilot extraordinaire. Why fight the inevitable, Manuel? Come now, take a seat and we can begin. I've already plucked your character from your mind. Of course, doing so while we play would be cheating, so I'm not going to do it then. But I don't even know what we're doing. Oh, nonsense! Manuel, I know everything. Look! 
Right here, we have Mitch playing Sean Nanigans. Hello. I'm a thief. I'm gonna make my fortune one way or another. And of course, Kevin, Detective Constable Errol McKay. Let's get on with it then. Is, is that accent okay, Edmund? Excellent, Kevin. It's quite lovely. I mean, Constable. <laughs> uh, quite excellent. And uh, what of uh, Doria as Harriet Harry Adderley? I suppose I could put some time into this. Perhaps it could be fun. Not like we have any other choice in the matter. Quite true, you really don't. And, of course, you know, Pikey Chinstrap, the Australian aviator himself. G'day. And that leaves, well, you. I've been Vincent Damnis, soldier for the British Army. Excellent. Oh, my goodness, that did take quite some time. Uh... Now, I don't think our audience will want to listen to all of this. Uh, mayhaps Audience? I... What audience? Uh, tut tut, not to worry, my dear friends. Now then, it would not be a game with the esteemed tabletop for the end of the world cast, plus Doria, without an added layer of fun, now would it? Ye- yes Well then, goodbye! Now then, my dear family, my brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, uncles, and however you decide to identify, welcome to uh, my, my new little experiment. Now, I know we all have been spending quite some time trying to understand ways to pass the time, and Worf hardly seems like an entertaining means of spending our days, and so I thought I would tell you all a story. In this little tale, we open up on Detective Constable Errol McKay. Look at him there, sitting at his desk in the Briarwood Police Department, digging through a variety of papers. And look there, there was a, a woman sitting across from him, providing yet another statement that he has heard plenty of times before. She has dark brown messy hair, green eyes, and she seems to be extremely sweet. This is none other than Mary Catherine. Let me tell you what's going on now, love. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you really pay attention, I'm telling you, there's some crazy stuff happening over at the, at the, at the Joyous Boy Theater. It's really wild. I don't understand what's happening, and I feel like you're not paying attention to what I'm talking about. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, look, I'm trying to find the, the last little report that we have from you. Bollocks, the um, other report, listen to me. They no, took me son. I'm trying to me take... son. They what? took him. They took him into the Joyce Wood Theatre. I don't know when I'll see it again. Now, this is quite interesting, dear listeners, because of course Errol is quite aware that Mary Catherine does not have any children and tends to come by at least once a week with a different conspiracy theory pertaining to the happenings within and without Briarwood. So, Mary, you're telling me that your son's been taken? That's right, my son's been taken, me, me little, me little Jimmy. I love him so much and he, he's just missing. 
He went to see the uh, a performance at the Joyce Wood Theatre. Haven't seen him since. I bet he's hanging out in them woods, the merry woods. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, could you describe your son? Oh, yeah, I could describe my son. Uh, he's a boy, obviously. What do you think? I'm crazy. You think I don't know how to describe my own son? Well, um, I, I've not known you to have uh, a son of late, so I, I think I, I might need a little help here then. What do you want me to tell you? I have a son. He's 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 a he's a boy. He's got hair. He's 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 handsome. Well, quite handsome. Perhaps in age. Yeah, uh, I, I, I no, he's like twelve. Boy? He's like he's he's twelve years old. You know, I have a son, and I'm te- I'm telling you right now, you need so, to focus on what's important. People in the Joyce Void Theater took my child. <sighs> So you're telling me that there is a young boy who has been taken into the this theater. That's right. That's right. And um, ooh, I wonder, dear listeners, I've never tried this before. This is of course an experiment. Let's see if this works. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, are you in there somewhere? What in the hell is going on? Hi. Oh, you seem to be doing quite nicely for yourself. Now listen. You are in the body and mind of Detective Constable Errol McKay. Yeah, I noticed. Isn't that fun? Isn't that delightful? Now, here's the thing. Errol is not aware you're there, so it's not like you can talk to him. But you are in control of his actions and, in a matter of speaking, in control of his words as well. Um, But you, you might notice if you look really far back, you share a lot of his memories from when he was growing up. This is so weird. Oh, you're going to be just fine. Now, listen, uh, are you a fan of, uh, oh, what's the medium called? I believe it's called anime. I, a few, I guess. Right. Wonderful. Now, there, uh, there's this genre of anime. I don't remember its name, but it's essentially where you're transported to another world, but you play by game rules. And that's what I've done with you and your friends. And so, if you look in front of you, you'll see uh, something you can interact with there. Uh, you'll see the character sheet you created when we were in the void. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll spot hidden to, to see... If there's anything you can discover about uh, Miss Mary Catherine here. A spot hidden. Um, okay, that's that's 100 things, isn't it? Yes, that's right. In this game, you just roll the 100s, and then you need to tell me if you're going beneath or above or what have you. Okay, I guess I'm going beneath. Uh, And that's come back as a 72. 72. Excellent. And I see here your spot hidden skill is uh, 80%. So that was successful. Congratulations. Now then, I'm going to go back to my little bit of storytelling here. I'm going to make it really fun for you. Um, How's my voice, by the way? Uh, I I put the voices in all the other characters you'll be interacting with, much like Mitch does. But you humans talk very strangely. I'm still trying to catch on to what they're supposed to sound like. Does that sound like a real... Oh, it's, it's no big deal anyway. Let's see here. You're um, insane. Let's have Mary talk now. Shh. You gotta focus now. No, I'm telling you. This is happening. They took me son into the joyous world theater. All right, all right. Calm down. Ugh. Now, Kevin, you may notice through the eyes of Errol that while Mary Catherine may be lying about having a son... It seems like she truly believes that this is tr- like this is a real thing that she's concerned about. 
Mary, let's... I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go over to the theatre and I'll take a look around and see if I can find the a boy, like what you've described. And if I have, I will let you know. Is that fair? Really appreciate it if you would do that. That would be quite lovely. Go in there. Save me, boy. Save me, little man. Oh, and also, in case you're interested, I heard that there was a plane crash at the other side of the river. But I'll tell you what, if you're going to help me out, you're going to be such a dear about it. I'm going to hand this to you, love. And what she appears to be handing to Earl McKay is none other than a ticket to the Joyous Void Theatre. As you can see here, Kevin, you are invited to Macbeth. Uh, you have a ticket to see Macbeth Friday, February 12th, 1920 at 8 p.m. As you know, today is February 12th, and uh, it should be quite interesting to you. Now, one thing to keep in mind, Kevin, that you may not know, but Errol was quite aware of. There actually was an arson near the theater. And, you know, the fire brigade, they're quite particular about who handles arsons. But you seem to have a good reason and you have a ticket, so you're more than welcome to catch the show if you'd like to. Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, I think uh, I think Errol would. Excellent, that's lovely. And I'll tell you what, as a special treat, I am going to let Errol take a trip to the Joyous Void Theatre, and I'm going to let you take a peek in on your friends. Now, they will not be able to hear you, but you'll be able to hear everything that's happening. Are you ready? I guess... This is so weird. <laughs> this is going to be quite fun. Quite fun indeed. Excellent. We are now going to find our way in the lower Rotwood Market. Now then, dear listeners, plus Kevin, hello, welcome. We will find ourselves in the lower Rotwood Market. And as we pull the veil back, so to speak, we will see Sean Nanigans right there. Let's see if we can address Mitch. Uh, Mitch, can you hear me? Uh, <clears throat> oh, uh Yeah. Hi. 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 Excellent. Now, you uh, may... Do not freak out. You may notice you are moving of your own volition. I'm uh, way you past are... freak out right now. Oh, that's good. So you basically came back to normal stasis. That sounds mm. lovely. All right, uh, we're going to work on that with you. Okay. Uh, you are in the mind and body of sh your character, Sean Nanigans, who I believe you made a thief. Now, something to keep in mind, and Kevin's good for you to keep in mind this as well. Anytime you speak aloud in this little uh, sandbox I've created, you uh, will only be talking into characters. So just bear in mind if you ever have to communicate to each other, that's how that happens. Oh, Kevin's here, by the way. Say hi, Kevin. Hi. Kevin, are you okay? I'm just kidding. You can't hear Kevin. He can say all he wants, but you won't be able to tell. He's fine. He's he's what? delightful. You're delightful, right? He's delightful. Uh. Um, now then, I'm going to tell our audience what Sean is up to, and I would just, I would recommend that you uh, really, really commit to this. Honestly, it's a, it's a safety concern. If you fight your avatar too much, uh, you might literally go mad, uh, which would be fun, uh, but probably not ideal. So... Dear listeners, um, Sean Nanigans, the petty thief, finds himself in Briarwood's lower Rotwood market. And, as usual, he's out there seeking marks and casually taking things from upper-class folk who happen to find their way to town. He goes to and fro, taking little trinkets and knickknacks, expensive watches and bracelets, and he even absconds with someone's wallets while they were paying for some merchandise. While he's there... Sean happens to spot a lanky Indian individual decked out in the finest outfit that I think anyone could ever possibly see. 
bright gold watch, gorgeous earrings, and a cane, much like my own, but much more normal looking, I think, inlaid with diamonds. Despite this, their outerwear looks simple, like someone who isn't from town and wanted to try to appear discreet, but they are failing entirely. Now then, Mitch, to uh, or rather Sean, or just Sean, but of course, Mitch, you'll be talking to me. Do you want to go after this target? Oh, I'm for sure going to rob her. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So you're going to proceed there. What issue? Harry! Uh, Doria! Doria, can you hear me, love? Oh, I wish you wouldn't talk so loud, but I got you. Oh, excellent. Can you hear me, love? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Edmund, I got okay. you. Wonderful. Harriet finds themselves, himself, herself, uh, what do you prefer? We'll, we'll go with her today. Okay, excellent. Harriet finds herself in the Lower Rotwood Market as well. She appears to be seeking information. Uh, not entirely sure why, but it would seem that Harriet plans on ingratiating herself within the Joyous Void Theatre, uh, which has constant patrons moving in and out, and you are sure they have plenty of useful objects you can fence in your pawn shop. Not to mention a high turnout of audience members for each show every night. Now then, Sean, out of everything that Harriet has, and I'll, I'll describe it for you once more, she has earrings and a watch and a cane inlaid with diamonds. Is there anything specifically you would like to try to steal from her? Definitely take the watch. I can always, I can always fence a watch. Excellent. Harriet and Sean, um, I'm going to pull this up in front of you. You should see that you're able to roll using this system in front of you. Like I said to Kevin, and I'll implant that memories inside all of you so I don't have to repeat myself constantly. It's like an anime. I need you to both to roll sleight of hand. It's not bad. Oh, I see. It's a 50. Oh, so you got a hard success. Isn't that lovely? I think so. Harriet, please roll your spot hidden, because it would appear that Sean has been quite successful. Yeah, okay. One sec. Um... I'm pretty good at crime. Cool. And... Um... Oh, lovely. Yeah, so that's a pass. Is that an extreme or hard success? Um, spot hidden is 25 and I got a 16, so. Excellent. So that's, all right, perfect. All right. So, Sean, you go up to, to nick the watch off of Harriet. Congratulations. All right. And Harriet catches your wrist. Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I. Do you think, well, did, it's... did you think I wouldn't notice? I was absolutely betting on it. Well, it is a nice watch, but, um, you're not that good. Uh... Uh, I think I'm gonna run now. I'm gonna try to break my wrist out of the hold there. Wait, hold on, hold on. So, what's your name? Don't run. I'm not... Really, I'm not the police. Not the type. Oh, you're just someone who goes around stopping pickpockets for fun, then? Not... No, it's kind of like I consider us to be kindred spirits, you know? I mean, you're certainly a lot poorer than I am, but it's kind of the same. A little bit, maybe. Well, we, uh... <clears throat> we all start out a little different, don't we? And I think that's great. I love diversity. It's really, I'm super on board. So I'm just thinking maybe you and I could be maybe a bit friends. Consider it. It's pretty good what you did. I, you did get my watch after all. So potentially you could be an asset. What are you after, love? No, that's not important, is it though? You need help, obviously. Like, look at your clothes. First of all, it's not working for me. The whole color combination is just really off. Secondly, though, I think if we teamed up, don't you think we could get a lot more? You, me, me, you, it kind of could work, right? I suppose. 
But as I said, what are we after? Listen, money, obviously. <laughs> like, what else is there? Sure, If sure. you think that this watch is nice, you should see what's going in in that theatre. I'm telling you, rich people, for some reason, they love the arts. It's very bourgeoisie. So I'm thinking maybe you and I can sort of run this place. A couple scams. Mm. Sound good? I think it sounds all right. I mean, I'm always down to rob some rich people, for sure. As am I. Long as we can get a good hold, get away quick. Of, of course, I don't get caught. That's kind of my thing. So as long as you're on board and maybe, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm thinking if we do this really cleverly, we can maybe do it pretty quickly and then I can give you, let's say, half of what we earn. Well, at least. Okay, half I is mean, fine. depending on how much you notice I take. Well, I was going to say, you know, half or a fourth or... A th how good are you at math? Did you go to school at all? It doesn't look like it, but I wasn't... I, uh... It's a very personal question, really. Well, no, it's not... Sorry, that did come off a bit judgy. Um, no, so yeah, half, which is 25%, correct? Half is half, man. Oh, perfect. 25%, we're agreed. Um, I'll put that in writing later. So, I think this will work. And um, what's your name again? Sean. Sean, that's quite charming. Well, you can call me Harry, Sean. All right, Harry. Uh, Harry with a H. Can you can you enunciate a bit? It's, sorry, it's just a bit hard to understand sometimes. Harry, can you try one more time? Don't don't see much a point to it, really. Why well, spend the extra time making a ha? Right, okay. Harry. I'll I'll work. Harry with and this. I'm Sean. Airy, yes, just like the breeze of the wind. Anyway, we'll work on it. I'll I'll figure this out. It'll be good. Wasn't that lovely? Now, as you can see, dear listeners, uh, I guess as you can hear, it would seem that Mitch and Doria's avatars are getting on along quite splendidly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to let them head over to to Harriet's secret base, uh, which is, of course, a pawn shop in the lower Rotwood market that is owned by her cousin Knives. And meanwhile... Let's go ahead and pull back the veil while they're talking shop and talking de details. Mitch, Doria, would you like to join us and uh, take a peek in on your last two friends? Yeah, sure, Edmund. Why not? Kind of under the impression don't really have much of a choice. Oh, that's absolutely correct. Come, come, join us. Uh, we're going to let them play a little bit and get to know each other. Don't worry. Anything they talk about, they will not be aware you are ever there. And uh, they, you will have their memories when you return to their brains. Their bodies, rather. Excellent. Uh, Kevin, your friends are here. Oh, hi. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Not entirely comfortable here. This is fun. You look, no, uh, this is good. You look, uh, maybe like a little official. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Constable. The accent's really working, man. I just want to say, like, ten points. Hmm? Oh, thanks, yeah. We take a peek in to a top floor room, the emergency center of the Haverhart Hospital, and there we see Pikey Chinstrap laid up in bed. He seems to be rather comfortable, but ah, he awakens and he looks around the room. Uh, Pikey, uh, Pikey, do you hear me? Ah, bloody asshole. Hi there. Hi. Probably have a little bit of a headache, Hezzy. Um, that's from Pikey. As you can see, there are blank white ceilings and a sign against the wall that says, Have a heart, 
Nikki of a heart, with a bright, smiling child accepting a cartoon heart from a doctor. Isn't that lovely? To your right, you see a rather grisly-looking man in a British Army uniform that you do not recognize. He certainly doesn't look Australian. This is none other than a Vincent Damnos. Vincent! Hello there! Can you hear me? Oh, excellent. You can hear me. Uh, this is perfect, and I, I love that you're committing to Vincent's voice. You'll be quite fine, Manny, uh, I promise. I think. Eh, you'll be fine. Pikey has awakened with an extremely nasty headache uh, after getting into a rather wicked plane crash. And Vincent Damnos here uh, is keeping an eye on him after pulling him from the wreckage before the plane uh, potentially exploded. Uh, I'm just gonna put it on record here. It's not my fault that the plane went down. So, here I was flying my plane. All of a sudden, damn cassowary. Flew through my windshield. I don't know who threw it. They can't even fly. But the motherfucker hit my hit my dashboard and it came down. Not my fault that the plane may have been out of fuel. If you check it, I didn't. But maybe it's out of fuel. But that's no reason to why my plane went down. Pikey does not crash. The plane crashes around Pikey. Now yous be talking's funny. No matters what excuses. A storm boy who can't fly isn't much of a storm boy. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. I can fly. That's not even in the question. I can fly. Question is, sir, who in the hell are you? Name's Vincent Damnus. Soldier of the Queen's Army. Bit of an independent contractor now. Army, eh? Sort of a shooter boy without an army. Military type, eh? See, they got you up in that old racket. <laughs> you, Storm Boy. What bees your land of origin? Uh, from the bush, mate. Australia. Former RAAF pilot, but they're a bunch of wankers. Australia, Germany? Getting up real close in your eyes. I don't, I don't know why you keep bringing up Germany, mate. It's not me. It's not where I'm from. I go over New Zealand every now and again, but that's not, not a kraut. So what you be doing this far north? I don't know. Found this thing in my pocket. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It's somewhere around here. I'm supposed to be here, but I can't remember why because of this bloody fucking headache. Why? What's this in my pocket? Uh... Letter? My love, when word came to me that you were alive, I could hardly believe it. How is it that it has been so long since we last saw each other? I could not bear to stay home after your announced death in action. And so I made my way, my way to England for a new start. I have found this quaint little town known as Briarwood. People here are lovely. And I found work in this theatre as an actress. Come see me soon, my darling. Maria. Well, don't know any theatre around here. Do you know of any place I could maybe look around? Find out where the fuck I'm supposed to be going? I'd be pretty new to this area. But only one theatre. Well... Could I trouble you for some directions, mate? Actually, before we go there, I might need a pint. 
maybe we should hit up the a tavern or any type of pub you got around here. Something to get my mind at ease and get rid of this bloody headache. What kind of theater wouldn't have booze? We just gets the drinks there, and I keeps an eyes on you, Storm Boy. Excellent. Now it seems that some people have met each other, but I believe that now is the time, dear listeners, to take a peek back at Sean Nanigans and Harriet. Mitch, Doria, are you ready to take a leap back in there? Yeah, let's do it. I suppose. All right. Here we go. And now, Sean Nanigans and Harriet Adderley find themselves within Harriet's pawn shop. Now, Harriet does run the business and certainly is capable of doing everything, but because she doesn't quite present as somebody who could run a shop in that kind of area, she leaves the, the daily ins and outs to her cousin, Knives. Knives is a rather sketchy-looking fellow and a, quite a distant cousin. He has uh, dirty blackish-brown hair, brown eyes, and is a very scrawny man. Um, and the name Knives is a bit of a misnomer, as he's much more fond of guns. Um, but within the pawn shop, you can see an assortment of different knickknacks and items and tools and jewelry and pots and pans. And it seems that Harry and Sean are in the back, while Knives is at the front manning the shop. Fantastic. Um, first of all, Sean, can I get you some tea? Would you like what? What's your what's your tea of choice? First of all, I suppose the black one. No, see, that's entirely the wrong answer. I'm so glad we had this conversation. So we're going to need to work on your image if you're going to be in the theatre. Do you know anything about the theatre? First of all, I know there's probably better liars than me on the theatre. Right. Uh, I've never been myself. I can't say I've ever really had a ticket. That didn't seem worth, uh, worth stealing since you can't eat and whatnot. Oh my god, is this what poverty is? I finally understand. Okay, not a problem. So, we'll get you in. I don't know if you really understand, but you seem to be trying. I think I do. Like, how how awful. I, I, I don't know how you've lived, honestly. Um, I'm sorry to bother you, cousin. Oh, hi, nice. But, uh, I'm... I, I believe you wanted to have some tea, and so I got you only the finest tea, uh, Earl Grey. Perfect. Uh, we really only get Earl Grey out here, so uh, here you go. That's No, that's perfectly fine. You know I love it. Bring the Earl this way. Thank you. Perfect. No, absolutely. And uh, what, will, what will the little one have? I mean, you're the same age, but... Oh, Earl Grey. Earl Grey's my favourite. That's what I say. Is that right? Earl Grey's the best tea there well, is. I'd be more than happy to give you some Earl Grey. Here you go, little chap. I mean, kind of little chap. Everyone, everyone below me. Oh, Sean, Sean, don't, don't put the milk in it just yet. Just let it sit first. Okay, sorry, nice. What are you saying? No, um, so uh, I, hear, I hear that you all are, are talking through the plan. Are oh, going to get me a few more knickknacks for the shop? I really appreciate it. Business has been good, but you know it's it's hard to get good stuff here in the lower market. I think I honestly think that the uh, the theater would be a great place to heist or uh, grab some things there. And, um, your your name is Sean, right? Yes. Oh, it's real nice to meet you, Sean. Put it there. Yeah, I'll shake your hand. All and, right. Uh, shake a hand. And uh, as you all can see, listeners, knives grip viciously grips Sean's hand and suddenly there's a pistol pointed at Sean's this, chin. This is why we don't shake hands, well, I'm a, No. I'm a guest here. 
Now I want you to listen to me very carefully. Me cousin, she's extremely important to the family. You know, she's the one that showed us that living a life like this means it don't gotta be forever. So you listen to what she has to say. If she tells you not to put milk in the tea right away, you don't do it. What are you bloody doing? And Knives is pointing at the cup, which is now half full of milk. You thought you were being slick, didn't you? Oh, I'm gonna go get another cup of tea. Oh, isn't he just I, the sweetest? I love him. Oh my god. Uh, Knives hobbles out of the room. What happened uh, What happened? his leg? He's walking like that. Honestly, the impertinence. Okay, we're going to work on that. Obviously not your business. <clears throat> we'll get to it. Anyway, have you really never had tea before? Knives hearing the question shouts back into the room. Roller skating accident. I thought I could be a star. Don't think I believe him. <laughs> He's a little bit sensitive about it. Don't. Don't push it. While we're talking, uh, Sean's going to try to drink the tea. Oh, okay. Well, it hasn't steeped at all. It's going to taste like dirty water, but of course, do whatever you need to. I drink the cup of milk. <laughs> it's very much like a baby, and I feel like that's what you are to me, so it's perfect. It's a metaphor in action. Knives makes his way back into the room. Uh, in hand, another cup of tea for Sean Nanigans, already prepped and ready. Uh, and along in his other hand are two tickets to the Joyous Void Theatre. All right, cousin, now what you really need to get in there is a couple of these tickets. Should help you out, you know, get get in the front. Uh, you'll have to stand with the Ribble Rabble, I'm sorry about that. But I know you're going to do just fine for yourself, just fine. Uh, now, here you go. Here you go, little man. Try this. It's tea made right. Tea made real good. Yeah, I'll take a cup and I'll look at, I'll look at uh, this fine lady in front of me. I'll look at Eric. Say, are you going to be you gonna be all right standing with the ribble rabble? Oh, my God. You're so sweet. Honestly, I didn't really expect that from you. Yes, I'll be perfectly fine. Um, honestly, it's the best place to actually be you know, for what we're doing, kind of in the middle of yes, it. Just figured you wouldn't want to be too close to the Ribble Rebel, would you? No, it's okay, I'm going to wear clothes I don't really care about, so it's fine if they get them dirty. Uh, excuse me, everyone. Uh, I, I do have a question for all of you. Oi. Now, I, I noticed that whenever I listen to your podcast, there's a lot of laughing, and you all don't seem to be enjoying yourselves. Is there something wrong? Uh, I've been held here against my will by some tentacle porn keen bullshit. Is there... You're crazy? Pretty sure you're gonna murder us at some point. You're an asshole? Just something wrong or like a list wrong? I mean, okay, cra crazy... Crazy is like subjective, but I'm talking more like... I feel like some of you have had some really good zingers. And honestly, I've seen those uh, those movies you all watch uh, with, the, with the superheroes. And even in the most dire of times, they joke around. And I feel like I feel like we could really have a good vibe like that. And so I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I will make it possible for all of you to hear what everyone's saying at any given time. So that you feel like you're part of the experience. And I'll make it so that you can laugh, but you know, your characters won't laugh out of context. So no one will hear you laughing like crazy i realized that was strict but i just i really want you all to have a good go time fuck yourself hey edmund hey edmund oh hey edmund. Uh, yes yes you can experience yes. these nuts <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you uh, um, i really appreciate it. i don't know where you got peanuts here but i appreciate it i guess uh, i'll eat these i see where that went wrong okay yeah wonderful all right, I'm going to help myself yeah. to this, and uh, farewell to all of you back in the bodies.
I promise it gets less disorienting. Oh my god. Maybe. I've never done this before. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. Oh, oh. Oh, god. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that's still not fun. Oh, oh that, one, that one hit me hard. Now then, as you all make your way up to the Joyce Moy Theatre, the fog clears. And you see this grandiose giant building with trees aligned on either side and a beautiful pathway leading up to it. And there seems to be a little bit of trouble. In front of the theatre is a rather hefty looking fellow with a deep booming accent, spiky dyed grey hair with bright green streaks in it, who seems to be welcoming people as they walk in, and there appears to be people carrying signs and protesting the theatre, what looks to be a group of nuns. Now I'm going to leave it up to you, of course, who you want to see and who wants to see who, it's really up to you. You will have, uh, what's the word, autonomy? Yes, you will have autonomy in this decision specifically. Mmm. Boy. I don't like this guy sitting in front of the door. I feel like he's looking at me funny. Nuns probably don't have much on them, do they? Honestly, they might. Okay, so the church usually has like those nice rosaries. It could get one with an inlaid jade. I think worth checking out, totally. Supposed to deal with a rosary? Ignore the penguins. We can deal with the pork at the door. Call them penguins. Eh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Oh, that that's one. delightful. Oh, that took me a second to get, but I do understand it. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, right. Uh, so, uh, uh, Detective Constable, uh, which one are you going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to head over and talk to the big fella. Pikey, Arrow, and Vincent are going to talk to Albert. And then Sean and Harriet are going to talk to the nun. Excellent. Who would like to go first? I'll let you decide. I feel like I should go first. Listeners, as they make their way up, um, they make their way up to this large, booming size of a man with a, a loud and joyful voice, uh, whose eyes appear to be bright orange. Uh, and he looks... Interestingly enough, to be about 23, uh, but he's a large, hefty man. And he goes, That's right, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the Joyous Void Theatre. The greatest shows you could ever hope to catch from the board himself. That's right. We've got all kinds of performances. We have Hamlet. We have Midsummer Night's Dream. But tonight, and possibly for the next few nights, we are going to perform the one, the only, Macbeth. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. I still feel like he's looking at me funny, even if he is telling us to go see this fucking play. My voice inside. Maybe I should. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I believe you just said aloud that you think I'm looking at you funny. I'd like to know exactly what you're talking about. I look at everyone exactly the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you're not going to do is press me about what I said. I said it. You just got to deal with it. All right? Unless you want well, to have think... a go. You want to have a go? Oh, is there a problem here, gentlemen? If you're asking me to go, we certainly could... Oh, oh, hello there, Detective Constable Errol. It's been quite some time since you've uh, come and paid us a visit. When are you going to actually step inside and catch a show? Tickets on me. Well, actually, I've got a ticket this evening to see a show. Um, I did have a... Oh, 
Oh. I was like, right, did you happen to study the, the Barden University? Is that what's happening there? Well, no, actually. It uh, it was a gift from... Uh, uh, <clears throat> well, it was a gift from Mary. Is that right? Well, I mean, I'll certainly take your ticket there. What about you two fellows there? Do you happen to have your own tickets? Yeah, yeah, go. You there, you me. You German? Any gills? Looking at his neck. Oh, that you asking if I have gills? I don't think so. No, we ain't got no Germans in here. I mean, we have a German. They're probably a theater person, so I think it's all right. No, uh, what I am is a follower of the bard himself. That's right. Uh, you know, you all may not be aware of this, but Shakespeare, despite being such a beloved person uh, throughout all of Britain and I dare say the world, was actually considered a bit like even himself. During his day, people thought his work was meant for the lower class. Well, let me tell you right now, I do believe that Shakespeare not only represents the entire United Kingdom, but he's definitely a true Londoner as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, one moment though there, sir. Um, I do have a question. Uh, have you seen the young boy uh, in the theatre? Gosh, I guess in the past couple of days. I mean, of course, we have a lot of young boys in here. What do you think this is? We need the young boys to play the girls. It's how it is. It's how we all, we've always done it. I'm not entirely sure what you mean there, Earl. What the now, fuck? I'd, now, I would like to ask you a, a, a favor, if you would. If you could uh, maybe do something about them, uh, their nuns over there, they're always troubling my, my business, always making it a little bit difficult here. We're trying to run a, a theater, bring the arts to the people, and they're always trying to shut us down here. Well, um, it is my nice enough, for us. but uh, uh, I might be able to have a quick wee chat. I really appreciate it. And what about you, uh, Gil man there? You were Gil, right? Is that what you said your name was? No. We used to be Vincent. Sometimes Vinny, but only to good friends. And all me good friends are dead. <laughs> oh, Vinny, you are, you are right. You're a right strong one, aren't you? Oh, that's real lovely. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I see here you don't got a ticket, but I like your I like your style here. So I'll tell you what, you'll get a ticket right there, and you as well, Pikey, because you all seem to be real fond of the theater, and honestly, we we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for people like yourself. Actually, uh, you all may have heard about that, uh, the incident a while back, back during the Christmas days when the theater was shut down, uh, back when there was... Uh, those anti-theater blokes came through and shut it down, or the, the the American fans shut it down. Well, we've since gotten a new patron who's helped bring the theater back to fruition. We couldn't be more grateful. I know the Joyce Void Theater fills the soul, I always say. It fills everyone's soul. Mm. Mm. Didn't hear about it. Mm. <laughs> And then Vincent walks in, ignoring him. Alright, thank you, thank you. Come one, come all to the greatest show you'll ever see. The Joyous Void Theater putting on Macbeth tonight and possibly for future nights. Anyone wants to go through, see Detective Constable? Are you going to go address them? Are you going to go inside? It's really up to you. Uh, you know, still going to run here regardless. Well, you do your job there. I'm, uh, I'm just going to pop over and have a wee little chat with them. Right. All I want to know is, where's the bar inside, mate? 
Oh, you want you want oh, 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 you look you're looking for a wee bit of a pint, aren't you? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm technically not supposed to do that, but if if you are here, I'll, I'll, I'll pour you I'll pour you a wee bit. And uh, it would seem that Albert has poured uh, a little bit from a flask into a, a cup that he uh, picked out of his coat pocket and uh, hands it to Pikey. Okay, so what would I have to roll to take the flask? Um, <laughs> you, you would like to steal from him, yeah. is that right? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, so you would have to roll a sleight of hand. Okay, uh, you successfully take the flask from him. Alright, so I take a swig right in front of him and says, Cheers, mate, and I walk inside. Alright, you have yourself a great day! He doesn't seem to have noticed. <laughs> and uh, let's make our way on over uh, while while Vincent and uh, Pikey make their way inside the Joyce Voight Theatre. Let's, let's make our way over to uh, Sean and Harriet, who seem to be getting over to the nuns first. Hello, sister. Hi. How are you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Um, hello there. Hi. Uh, how are you doing today? Um, are you here to join uh, to join the protest? Oh, um, no, I just came over because you look distressed. And as a good Christian, I, I wanted to reach out. Me and my friend here, we just wanted to check in. Is everything OK? Hello. Oh. oh, bless you, dear. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Everything is, uh, uh, um, you know. Every day is a good day in the in the heart of our Lord. Oh, amen. Um, you you don't seem to be from town. Have I seen either of you before? Are you out of towners? Oh, no, well, a little bit, yes. I would say that we're on... I don't know, Sean, you can jump in here if I'm wrong, but I would say we're on a spiritual pilgrimage. Yeah, maybe? Um, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know how every day is a good day in the eyes of the Lord? Yes, exactly. Oh, excellent. Oh, well, uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Sister Eve. Um, I am a loyal follower of the House of Michael. Uh, you may have noticed the House of Michael. It's that very, uh, that, that building over there in the distance on the other side of the Rotwood River. Um, my flock and I have gathered here to protest the, uh, the, the reopening of this, uh, haven to heathens, if you will. Uh, this, this joyous void theater. Um, now, y you see, it, it reopened, uh, the, the first of this year. Um, and uh, it was originally owned by uh, by these two uh, these two gentlemen who seem to be um, oh dear uh, and uh, and she crosses herself uh, she seems uh, they seem to be uh, lovers um, it's quite disgusting and one of them one of them was American and they were putting on these horrible horrible productions uh one uh took place around christmas around the lord's holiday and it was about ghosts and demons uh by by somebody with the name dick it was quite awful quite awful oh, oh god and uh and all of the all of the nuns around who are are, are, are crossing themselves and praying and muttering to themselves uh, edmund uh, yes what they, they are uh, crossing themselves and whatnot would you say their eyes are closed and uh, looking rather defenseless, perhaps? <laughs> oh, I love him. Um, I would, I would say that the eyes I are closed. Them. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, okay, you rob them uh, of what I'm exactly? Rob their rosaries. Uh, they all wear, they are wearing nuns' habits. <laughs> run their, I don't care what their habits are. I'm gonna rob their rosaries <laughs> right off their hands. Right. Okay. So, um, here's the thing: you would have to do multiple rolls for that. Oh, let's, let's go one at a time, maybe. 
Okay, so are you going to start? Uh, there's there's uh, four sisters there. Okay, let's uh, start with Sister Eva. All right. And uh, Robber. Ho! Oh! I told you, Robber. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, Sister Eve, while she is praying, uh, you managed to successfully take uh, a plain wooden rosary, uh, not with much at all. Um, but on top of that, you also happen to take a hold of a flyer. That makes much sense anything else at my eh? Oh my. The war broke out in Evan. I can see why the oh nuns dear. follow him. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Right, so uh, what you have received is a flyer for the house of Michael. Um, Sister Eve uh, seems extremely uh, unperturbed, um, but is surprised. It's like, oh, oh, I see you must have run into one of my sisters already. I see you already have one of our flyers. I was going to give you one, but oh, oh it appears that I'm missing it and uh, my rosary's gone as well. I, uh, oh, dear. I, oh dear. I'm going to... Uh show myself to be actively praying uh, on my rosary to show her that we are all oh, on the same page here. Yeah. Oh, that is a lovely rosary you have there. Reminds me of mine. Um, my mother gave it to me uh, when I was extremely young before she passed and I've, I found my way to the, uh, to the house of Michael with the other foundlings. Oh, well, lovely for you then. What a wonderful story. Oh, thank you, yes. So, um... Here's the thing. We thought we successfully shut down the theater before uh, when Charles Smith and Eli Grayson were there. And it, the thing is that when the theater closed previously, they hid away on their boat in the middle of the Rotwood River. And they haven't come out since. And we thought everything was fine. Um, but now uh, we have no idea what's going on. Well, I guess we'll figure it out then. Right, of course. Absolutely. And absolutely. I want you to know, sisters, that we're here to help. Um, I, I saw your distress and really I felt like maybe even the Holy Spirit came down looking much like Michael here on this nice flyer with his abs and whatnot. And, and I felt compelled to come over here to assist you. So definitely first priority for me, just so you know. Sister Eve will take your hand, Harriet. Uh, and she looks right into your eyes and says, Dearie, I... I urge you that if you are going to help us, just join us in prayer. It's it's not safe by that theater. Some of some of our, our brothers and sisters, uh, they they were they were lit a flame, just just not too long ago, and that's why we're here protesting. There's there's dark magics happening at that theater. Dark magics indeed. Mm, of course. Um, can I roll to charm her? Absolutely. Okay. Why do I keep rolling so high? Damn it. Okay. Okay, so with you rolling to that, um, you can push your roll if you would like, or you, um, in pushing a roll, what that means is you can try again, but you have to try a different strategy. So if you tried to charm her the first time, I'm guessing you would have just tried to talk to her. Uh, what's another way you can show that you really want to charm um, her? I guess I'm going to have, I'm going to start flirting with her if I'm pushing this roll. Okay, um, uh, you have to roll again. Uh, this time you have to have a hard success for it to be successful. <laughs> or, the, or the price you pay will be much Well, you're trying to seduce a nun. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my, of course, and I just have to notice, um, your hair is just, and then I reach out and I touch her hair a little bit, it's just so beautiful. Do you have a, a regimen or anything that you... 
Suddenly, Sister Eve slaps your hand away and screams, HEATHENISTIC BITCH WENCH! HOW DARE YOU! HOW DARE YOU DISGRACE THE EYES OF GOD BEFORE US! Right, yep. And and she looks, she looks over at Sean and she says, THAT IS MINE! MY MOTHER GAVE THAT TO ME! And she takes her rosary back from you. And along with his sister, she goes, Detective Constable, lock her up! She's a heathen! She is, she is not a God-fearing woman! She's not! She, she lays in bed with Hades and tries to step between my legs! Well, only if I'm lucky. Well, no, no, she's just trying to give you a compliment and no reason to overreact like that. Hello, we already told you... Stay back! We already told Stay back! We already told you we're here for you. We're trying here to help you out now. I think she's just trying to give you a very nice, like, a very nice compliment now. Now what in the heck's going on over here? Oh, Detective Constable Lara McKay. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. She was trying to. She's trying to ruin my purity. She was trying to get me kicked out of the house of Michael. Please, please oh, take her away from me. Take her away from it's... me. And if you could do something about that, that, that godforsaken theatre, I'd really appreciate it. Well, um, they're not actually breaking any laws that I'm aware of, but if you'll allow me to go in and investigate in peace, oh, God bless I will you. see what I can do. Oh, God bless you. God bless you, DC McKay. You need to understand, it's not safe in there. My sisters and my, bro and my brothers, they all caught on fire. You remember that? I do. I do remember that there was a fire. Incident. No, no, you don't understand. It wasn't just the fire. They caught on fire. You, what now? They themselves caught on fire. They caught on fire. We don't understand what happened. It's a dark place. A dark place. Sisters, sisters, come. Come, let us leave here. Let us leave here with all these sinners and monsters and damn wenches. What the damn hell? The, the nuns uh, make their way away from this new trio now that uh, DC McKay has joined them. You two, what in the damn hell is that all about? I, honestly, Constable, I have no fucking idea what that was. Honestly, I don't know. It doesn't usually happen to me. I'm not really used to rejection, if I'm fully honest. Uh... I, don't, I don't know you. I, have I not seen you? No, I, don't, I don't think that's possible at all. Um, no, yeah, not at all. And, and then Harry sort of starts to like brush her hair in front of her face to kind of hide it. No, I... I swear I've seen you somewhere. Um, I used to do a bit of modelling when I was a baby, like three or four, so maybe that's it's a familiar face. I get that a lot. Um, Sean, should we be going? Oh, I think so, yeah. We are, we are sure we can't, uh, we can't be quiet here. I think I heard something about a stolen rosary. Oh, I can't imagine how you could have heard that. No, we're not even Catholic, uh, <laughs> are we? No, it's crazy. <laughs> no, no, uh -huh. I was raised pescatarian. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the distance, uh, you all hear Albert Wilson speaking very loudly. He's like, all right, everyone, come on in, come on in. That's right, the show's about to start. Come on, we have five minutes till we start the show. Come on in here. Well then, uh, evening, Constable. Thanks for keeping a, a sharp eye. Doing good. You're doing uh, pescatarian God's work there. Right, uh, mm-hmm. Y'all have a nice evening now, and, uh, hope to see you later. And, uh, as he's, as he's walking away, Sean's gonna turn to Aerie and, uh, 
Thought you said these was going to be valuable, holding up the rosary. It's just mere wood. Okay, well, obviously, you know the church is just known for corruption. I figured maybe those would be the nuns they sent out to the theatre. It's fine, it's whatever, let's go. Well, I'll keep it either way. Oh, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Eve took it and you managed to take it back. I love it. And now our investigators manage to walk into the crowded Joyous Void Theatre, moments before the show is preparing to begin. The stage looms in front of them, with bench seating surrounding the stage like an arena. Ongoers wearing rich colours of violets and golden and blues sit above the floor audience that comprises of the less fortunate folk who are welcome to stand in front of the stage for repentance. They all have peanuts and rotten fruit at the ready, excited to disrupt a potentially terrible show. Among the crowds are others, people standing in brightly colored robes of a wide range of colors, yellows and greens and pinks and blues. While the others are chatting up a storm, these people are standing stoically, staring intently at the stage, waiting for the show to begin. Because you all have appeared late, you are to stand in front of the stage and view it from below. You hear gales of laughter from the audience as a dumb show is being performed on stage. Upon the stage are two actors dressed as fairy-like beings, laughing roarously, or you assume from their body language, as they torment a priest in the, min in the middle of a stage. The priest is desperately trying to offer his hand in warmth and kindness to the fairies, only to be confounded as they trip and pull at him. The performance is met with loud laughter from all sides, and some audience members can be heard shouting, Father Murphy is so dirty, filthy, judgy, and so surly, and they're chanting this over and over again. Upon the stage, one of the fairies gestures to and fro, prompting everyone to chant in unison, Father Murphy is so dirty, filthy, judgy, and so surly. Father Murphy is so dirty, filthy, judgy, and so surly. This ain't gonna be one of the ones where they pee on us, is it? And then they take off their pants I and pee on us. I knew it. That's and so what, uh, what do you all do? You all have made your way into the theater. You've dispersed yourselves around on the floor seating all across the space. You can see people sitting all around you, uh, chanting and getting really into the show. Even the noblemen and women are chanting uh, this chant a little bit, getting into the show. But you can tell some of them feel a little bit uncomfortable about joining into that uh, portion of the festivities. I think, mm. fuck Father Murphy, I'm going to join in. I'm a star yeah, chairman and I'm a blend. I think Father Murphy sounds pretty disgusting. Father Murphy killed my dog. Yeah, Father Murphy, yeah, yeah. Just keep it down so I can maybe take a nap here. One of the audience members hears you say that and goes, Oh, is that right? Father Murphy killed my dog. Yeah. Yeah, Father Murphy's a piece of shite. And a little a little girl is standing next to you, and she she pulls at your at your sleeve, and she goes, "Did Father Murphy kill your dog?" I and and I'm, I I think I ignore her, and I just start yelling more things. I think he's also an anti-Semite, unless we're all into that now. <laughs> okay, I can very easily see how this is going to spiral out of control. Did you have did you have a follow up to that? Or are you just commenting on? <laughs> well, it's either gonna spiral into yay Jews or hey, he's not so bad. He hates Jews. I'm I think Father Murphy's a bit of a cunt. No, I'm yeah. trying to figure out who is he really though. Uh, no, but he might be quite lovely. 
Yeah, act like you never been part of the angry mob before. She get some information first. Some of the noble men and women have started yelling uh, at the people in the center. It's like, you have no appreciation for Father Murphy, what he's done for us. Yeah, exactly. You are just entirely rude and you don't understand. Father Murphy is the heart and soul of Briarwood. Thank you very much. Oh, my dear, my dear, Father Murphy is sweet, sweet man. And all the people in the crowd are going, Father Murphy is trash. He's bloody trash. He's a kid fucker. I heard Father Murphy hates mobs. Oh, this is like a class warfare. Okay, I've, I've read books about this. Definitely understand. Oh, and I picked a damn side. I did. Vincent choose to stay in the shadows. Keep one hand on me shooter, the other on me stabber, and wait for the war to start. Excellent. Uh, Vincent, could you could you roll spot hidden, please? It's not like I was trying to hide. I was just staying in the shadows, watching with me good eye. <laughs> you're not hiding. You're rolling spot hidden because you're actually you're not participating. You're actively watching what's happening. So everybody can see me with one hand on a gun and a knife and just staring at random people. Which is what I want. Sound like a right piker, you do. Wait, screw you, you're on my side. Uh, I'm on pikey chin snap side. Don't forget it, mate. Can, can I ask a question about the general? Yes, absolutely. Is Father, is Father Murphy actually there? Or is he just being talked about? Oh, um, so... Just to reiterate, on the stage for the dumb show, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, a dumb show is essentially uh, a mimed show from this time period. Uh, is anyone here familiar with the production Hamlet? Uh, during Hamlet, there was a dumb show, which people performed on stage without use of words. It's called the dumb show because there aren't any words being used. On the stage is two fairy-like beings, people just dressed like fairies, uh, tormenting and laughing as they torment a priest in the middle of the stage. Uh, it is assumed that the priest is supposed to represent Father Murphy. Hamlet. Perfect. Okay. So he's not anywhere in the building. Just... Okay. Gotcha. No, not at all. He wouldn't. He wouldn't bother. You mean I'm inciting this mob for nothing? Um, I'd like to ask yeah. somebody about um why they hate him so much. Can I do that? Uh, yeah, you can. You can absolutely do virtually whatever you want as long as they're willing to respond to you. Oh, I'd actually like not. to ask the little girl who asked um about Sean's dog. So um yeah, so can you tell me exactly why you don't like Father Murphy? And her face looks really sweet, and her eyes are bright and blue. And she looks up to you, and her hair's in these lovely little pigtails. And her face suddenly shifts into a snarl, and she goes, Father Murphy is dirty, is what he is, let me tell you what. He don't understand what it's like being one of us here. Yeah, he's nothing but trash trying to beg for money. Let me tell you. She's half me or not, she is. I feel like that was a well put it together I, sentence. I think you might have found a lost daughter. Um, okay. Sorry, wrong show. Right, so how... <laughs> and the little girl looks over at Sean and goes, Are you me, are you me daddy? Oh, you bloody walked out of me mom. You ain't nothing but trash you are. Yeah, she's got a very keen eye. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> she really knows Do I look anything be... like her? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. oh, I am your paps. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then. Get your okay, honestly, your Sean, is it really the best time to be adopting foster children from, well, no offense, but the gutter? Is, is, it, is it really? 
What? The timing. Uh, really quickly, while you all are figuring that out, uh, Vincent Damnos, what did you happen to get on your spot hidden roll? 47. All right, Vincent, so as Sean has realized he's adopted a newfound daughter, uh, you were standing in the corner trying to see if you saw anything weird happening, and for the life of you, you did not, uh, because your your one eye has started really bothering you. Yeah, me good eye is the one on the left with the scratches. <laughs> that's that's correct. <laughs> oh, so your uh, is that is that canon? So look me in the good eye and points out the one with the scratches. The other one's a bit fuzzy. Points out the normal unscratched one. Excellent, I love it. Uh, so your your good eye with the scratches starts feeling really itchy, and so you start scratching it. Now you're no longer paying attention to what's happening. Um, as this is all going on, Arrow McKay, uh, what are you doing during all this? I'm staying off to the side, just trying to watch sort of what's going on on the stage, but also in the crowd. Um, mostly behind me, uh, keeping up half an eye, I'd say. On the mob, making sure they don't... Uh... Excellent. Could you roll a spot hidden as well, please? And just tell me if it's a success or hard success or fail or what have you. Uh, that would be successful. And so, Errol, you are the only one who sees this currently. Um, there are certain members of the audience who are not joining in on the arguing and the laughing and the interaction. Uh, these people are wearing brightly covered robes. The colors are almost jester-like in the adornments of bright greens and goldens and purples and blues all clashing together. The spread throughout the entire theater, some of them are sitting among the nobles, some of them are standing among the common folk, but you have noticed that. Can, uh, can we all see that? Only... Errol McKay has seen it, because he has rolled a successful spot hidden. Uh, you all are significantly distracted uh, as of yet. Pikey is deep in yeah, the sauce. Yeah, I'm pretty much asleep right now. Uh, you, are, you are distracted by a future daughter. Harriet, are you considering whether or not this was a good partnership? I'm not sure what, what's going on in your head. I don't want to make assumptions. Oh, on, honestly, I'm still trying to find who has the most money here, and it's very confusing. Yeah, what what's the what's the clientele like around where we are? They seem like a pretty lively group. In the center of the theater where you all are standing is all the poor folk. They don't have a lot of money, a lot of them are dirty. They are well equipped, however, with rotten fruit, peanuts, really anything they could turn into a projectile. Uh, among the audience uh, above you in the round, and uh, the in the bench seating area and the high-rise seating area are all the noble people. They seem to be made of quite a bit of money, uh, but in order to get there discreetly, you would have to make your way through this almost rioting crowd. And honestly, it's been quite a bit of time since you've walked in here, maybe a solid 15 minutes. The dumb show isn't even really happening anymore. The fairies are prancing around the stage. Nothing's really happening, but it doesn't seem like anything is being done to quell the, the rising energies of the audience. That is until a man steps on stage, now adorned in bright jester-like robes similar to those in the audience that Errol McKay spotted. It is none other than Albert, the house manager that you saw outside, and he begins to speak. Hello, one and all, esteemed and not-so-esteemed guest of us here at the Joyous Void Theatre. We couldn't be more pleased to see you all attending our fine establishment for a performance of the Bard's one and only Macbeth. And you hear a lot of people going, Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah! And some people in the audience going, Boo! Ooh! Get on with it! Now, I'm sure you all have heard about the unique performances we have for you. 
The Joyous Void Theater was, of course, shut down back in December due to its original management disappearing on the boat. But, thanks to our patrons, we're back in action and pleased to give you all the performance of a lifetime. Never again will we put bloody awful shows from American writers. Boo! Sean, your new daughter is going, that's right, bloody Yankees, bloody Yankees is what they are, right, Papa? I love how Mitch has somehow already legally adopted this child in the middle of the theater. Oi, girl, I think your dad's never been so proud. I'm hiking her up on my shoulders. This daughter is now his helmet. (laughs) You're a magic helmet. And we, as true Brits... We'll celebrate the one and only Bard of Stratford-upon-Avon. <laughs> so without further ado, we're pleased to present Macbeth! And Albert departs the stage. As he was speaking, stagehands changed the set. Nothing is left save a simple bell on a pedestal in the middle of the stage. Oh, you think if we ring it, they'll bring us some food? Getting hungry over there. Pikey, could you roll your constitution, roll constitution, please? You want me to roll a d100? Don't die. That is correct. Don't die, Pikey. 82. And what's your constitution stat? Stay. <laughs> Pikey. Okay. Pikey, you are right sloshed. <laughs> Look at you. Oh my god. Hey, listen. This is the only way I can enjoy the theater. If I can't even see the theater. Fun fact, after this, they're going to put on West Side Story. Isn't that lovely? You might see your wife. Maria! Does New York and Puerto Ricans even exist yet? <laughs> Do Puerto Ricans even exist yet? Yes, it's 1920. <laughs> I get to make that joke. Huzzah! Do Puerto Ricans even exist yet? <laughs> this isn't the 1970s. Well, this... Crowd's got itself up in a little tizzy here. I was open. I could take a look around, see if maybe up on that upper deck somewhere I could identify who might be carrying the heaviest purse. Wait, you have a child now. I see if you can lift them into the top or de- upper deck. Ooh, can can we enlist the child? I believe in child labor, not like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you could ask her, because then she's already on your shoulder. That's going to get you a look from Sean, then. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just ask her to see, um, since she's already on your shoulder, she should have a good access, you know, eyesight to sorts of clientele a bit above. The little girl looks at you and goes, why are you talking like me like I'm not here? Also, my name is Susie. Well, Susie, uh, name's Sean, and, uh, this is Ari. Your name is, your name is Papa. Fair enough, I earned that. This is Ari, and, uh, we is wondering, uh, It's Harry with a ha, just... That's what I said. It's Ari, Susie, uh, if you do me a favour, just real quick, take a quick peek up in the balconies up there and, uh, uh, let me know what you see. And and uh, she looks up in the balconies and she says, I say people, Papa. Oh, and uh, and how they dress here, Susie? Uh, they dress real fancy. Real nice clothes on them. Might have to pick a few, might have to pick a pocket or two myself. Myself. Sean's going to give Ari a wink now. She's a natural, isn't she? No, oh, she gets that from you, apparently. Oh, uh, 
uh, now nah, gets it from her mother. Uh, Susie, she 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 looks at she looks at Ari and she goes, "I don't know how procreation works." I'll explain later. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Susie, if you look up at that balcony there, would you say you see any uh, uh, maybe a princess or or a king up there? A princess or a king? Yeah. What you think this is? This is Briarwood, Papa. They be uh, Briarwood don't have princesses or kings. They be uh, whoever's dressed the fanciest. You see. Oh, is that right? I think the fanciest is right there. And Susie points to the stage as Albert takes a big, uh, grandiose bow. And before you can do anything further, the show begins. Three figures in the same brightly colored robes, hoods drawn over the faces, step onto the stage, and they begin speaking. The voices are haunting as the words fill the room. Like a wave, it is almost suffocating as his words seep into the investigators' minds. When shall we thee meet again? In thunder, lightning, or rain? When the hurly burly's done? When the battle's lost and won? That will be the set of sun. Where the place? Upon the heath. There to meet with Macbeth. I come, Grimalkin. Paddock calls. Anon. Fair is foul and foul is fair. Hover through the fog in filthy air. And as the speakers speak their opening lines, the room seems to start spinning. Large, almost inscrutable shadows begin to creep up the walls, centering from where the witches stand. What appears to be tendrils make their way up along the walls, reaching out almost as if they intend to claw the audience and drag them away. As the witches' voices resonate and grow louder and louder, the words seem to shift in the strange demonic tongue. When there is And suddenly the room smells strongly of iron. All of the audience members start laughing, and the laughter grows louder and louder. And Sean, Susie on your on your shoulders starts laughing as well. <laughs> Almost as if they are not in control. And as you all look around you, you can see that some of the audience members are crying. Their eyes while they're, although they're laughing, their eyes are filled with distraught horror as they laugh louder and louder, almost as if they're losing control. Their faces in permanent grins. Could everyone roll listen, please? I think Susie might be laughing in my ear a little odd. <laughs> I don't know sounds exactly like that. <laughs> I definitely I think my that. ear might be you a do, little blown do. out. I have no oh, idea man, if I passed that. This is one of my good ones, too. It looks like the only one who passes, Harriet. Harry, you look around you, and for what, for the first time, you actually see the robed figures, the same ones dressed exactly like Albert was. And you notice they're not laughing. And you notice they're all standing, and their hoods have dropped, and they're staring out at the crowd, and they're actually saying the same words and tones. And while you cannot make out the words, you can tell they're all definitely saying the same thing. They're just going... <laughs> Sexy. Gotcha. I think someone needs some water. And could I have everybody roll sanity? Oh, God. That makes sense. 53. 54. what is your roll sanity check? 45. 45? 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's actually fine. I was gonna have you. Tr- you you had a different requirement. You would have uh, because you've been drinking out of Albert's flask. You would have had to have a hard success. So it sounds like everyone failed except for Errol McKay. Is that correct? What did I have to roll to succeed? Uh, you had to roll below. Everyone had to roll a regular success, so below your normal ah, number. I rolled forty-four. For... My current sanity is forty-five. Oh, then you're well fine. Done. Um. Okay, so fuck you, Edmund. Mm, well, damn. we can talk about. We can certainly talk about that later. Um, Vincent and Errol, uh, you look around, and uh, first off, really quickly, I'm going to need everyone who failed to roll a D4, and whatever number you get, add one to that and take that away from your sanity. Errol and Vincent, you just lose one sanity naturally. Uh, This is where it's going to get very fun and very interesting. Um, Those of you who have escaped the sanity roll, as far as you're concerned, everyone is just laughing and laughing, and suddenly they're screaming in horror and collapsing all around you. Uh, Susie uh, has fallen off of Sean's back, and she's still laughing and doing this weird mix of a laughter and scream. She's going... Those of you who failed the sanity roll, you look around and notice the shadows that were crawling along the walls have become very lifelike, very real, and they look like thick, tree-trunk-like tentacles. And as they pass over the audience, each member they come in contact with have a red mist escape from every pore of the body before collapsing as lifeless husks. And Arrow and Vincent, you're looking at your friends and colleagues and you're seeing them panicking and freaking out and you don't know what's happening. What bees to probe? You, you're all, you're all Fuck curled you, up. Woman. What happened? You doing okay? Oh. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Oh. I don't know Mother. what's wrong with them. I just <laughs> witnessed a shitty play. This. this is all real. Uh, this yeah. is all happening. This is. What was coming out of their? Fi- no. Mm-mm. Was that their blood? Mm-mm. No. Well, you guys all right? Kevin and Maddie seem to be all right. You I guys have, fine? I have no oh idea God. what they're talking oh about. God. Oh, you don't get to like talk, Edmund. You, you have to shut the fuck up right now. What? Jesus. What red mist? We're gonna we're gonna stop there. I feel like uh, this was a good first session. You all seem uh, strangely traumatized. Uh, that's interesting. Hmm. Not sure why. Uh, I thought I thought he says strangely traumatized. Okay. I I thought you all liked I thought you all liked a little bit of realism. Before. Is that? I'm gonna throw up. That's no type of realism I've ever I'll seen in all of my life, Edmund. Oh, come now. This is just characters. The characters in a game. It's nothing. No, that, no, we're in in the game. We're inside of the game. It's no longer a game. Oh, oh, dear. Don't, don't puke in the void. Don't do that. Oh. Ugh. Okay, now, now that you're up, I want to throw up. Okay. Hey, Kev, do you know what they're talking oh. about? Not a clue, man. Although, yeah. that smells getting to me now. Yeah, me and Kev are fine, while Mitch 
throws up into a void, and it seems to be looping through the floor and back from the ceiling through the floor. Yeah, that's why... Oh, maybe you can shut the That's why you don't puke in the void. It's very simple. I feel like I have never done heroin. I don't deserve this. This is really happening. How is this all really happening? Honestly, it's not as exciting as you think. Um, well, uh, because it is. I don't, I don't quite understand the question. Uh, I mean, what is reality really than our perceptions, right? Like, you can determine anything is don't real. Don't fucking start, Edmund. Uh, Edmund, can you tell me what finger this is that I'm holding up? Uh, like your thumb, correct? I don't understand human anatomy. No, well, that's one of them, but there's another one. Yeah, also your pinky, right? Excellent. So. Ah, no, wrong again. It's the middle finger. Well, fuck you. Oh, well, in my, in my culture, that means live long and prosper. All oh. right, so. Well, that minds, it means eat shit and die. That, that was a joke. Yes, I understand. I, I understand how middle fingers work. You all have very primitive means of communication. You know, when we try to insult somebody, we simply take a liver or something. Like, that takes commitment. A finger in the air? Really? Is that what you're doing? Now, uh. listen. You all are clearly freaked out. So I have a gift for all of you. I am going to send you all back home. Oh, all right? You're going to go out of the void, back into living your normal everyday lives. And I'll tell you what, as a treat, I will erase the memories of everything that's just happened today. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I sign up for that. Excellent. You won't remember meeting me. You won't remember all of this because I realize, you know, while I am eternal and time is infinite for me, if I stop you from doing your little production, I it, then it won't exist. That's how that works. And so, keeping all that in mind, you'll be able to go on, live your lives, and then when I feel like playing again, I'll just bring you back. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Hey, Edmund, can you do me a favor and just like not that. feel like it? Well, I mean, well, one. let's think about this. With time being an abstract construct for you, really, regardless of when I think about it, it'll feel like only seconds have passed for you, which is kind of exciting. You'll remember everything like it happened just yesterday. We need to work on your communication skills. Exciting, not the word you're looking for, actually. Well, I, I strongly disagree. For me, it's very exciting. You see, I I love you all so much. And I oh, I just want you is that to have... I just want you to have I don't love you, Edmund. a very fun time. I mean, look look at Manny and Kevin there sitting at the table, having a jolly time. They're not sure what happened, and they seem okay, right? Yeah. So this is like the weirdest orgy I've ever been to. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be upfront with you all. Uh, you are going to have to play, or reality as you know it will end. So... I can treat you, I can take you home, and you don't have to remember until you come back. But honestly, if you don't play, I mean, I have an audience to entertain. And if they're not entertained, well, you know, they'll revert back to what they usually do when they're bored. Uh, eat your world? So you're saying play the game, or your Dark Lord Diddley World is going to eat our world. Oh no, Diddley World is my, co- is my cousin. You don't have to worry about it. I didn't say Diddley, um, I said Diddley. Diddley World. Oh, Disney World. Uh, oh, that's a fun thing. You all think Walt Disney is dead, little, and human. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, thank you all very much. I'm going to send you all home now. And, uh, Mitch, are you all right? 
I just want to go home. Excellent. Well, so bye now. That, my dear family, is my gift to all of you. I understand that we have been doing things the same way for countless generations across multiple existences, but I feel that we have ourselves a unique opportunity here to bring some life into our lives with the creatures we've created. So tell me. Will we find joy outside, or will it come from within? I suppose that's the real question here. And yes, I did drop a title there. I see you're laughing. Excellent. Thank you. Um, yes. Thank you. And we'll see you all next time. Ah, <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, my head. Oh, I'm recording the outro of... Right? Um, <clears throat> uh, updates, everyone. Our Patreon is now live, and you can find it at patreon.com slash weareheroes. Uh, we Are Heroes Productions is our company name, uh, because we believe that everyone deserves to be their own hero, and we believe everyone deserves to have a hero they identify with uh, that looks like and represents them. Um, yeah, uh... I'm, I'm a little behind on episode 24, uh, so I'm recording this before I finish. Um, but just so you know, it's going to come up soon. Uh, yeah, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? Oh, it's okay. Uh, it, it, it should be up um, seven days from now, so episode tw uh, September 20th. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are waiting for Twilight to play horror games again, uh, they're returning next Wednesday on um, day of the week. Uh, they're going to start playing Resident Evil. I'm sorry. I I feel really weird. Ooh. Excuse me. Excuse me. <clears throat>